Cancel culture is real. CrossPolitik is on the front lines of this battle with the goal of creating a Christian television network and platform where we can't be canceled and where content creators will have the freedom to glorify God. Our goal is to create a space for like-minded businesses to thrive on this platform and to reach an audience that will not only buy your products and services, but also support your business when the heat of cancel culture comes your way. We want our platform to help you create an anti-fragile business as we bring together Christians from all over the world to tune in. With millions of downloads a year, access to DirecTV, Xfinity, and social media outlets, we are excited to partner with you. So, if you own a business and believe in this vision, then you need to call me. I'm Garrison Hardy, and I am the business development rep at CrossPolitik and the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. We are looking for businesses, large or small, that not only have great products and services, but also understand that the cultural battle that is impacting the business climate here and now. I have a background in marketing, and I'd love to help you advertise your business on CrossPolitik. Give me a call at 208-792-1290 or email me at garrison at fightlaughfeast.com. Joy Coleman in the house. Y'all don't know Joy until you hear this interview. On it was fire. fire. Yep. On fire. Well, what is this non-executive order press release stuff that Biden's been doing? Uncle Daddy does what he wants to do. It made me feel stupid. <laughs> That's for sure. Is Social Security <laughs> wow. going to be there for me when I get older? Uh-uh. No. I don't know. Nope. I hope. I don't, kids will I, be there actually, for I don't you. even care. <laughs> Welcome to Cross Politics on the Fight Life Feast Network. Pastor Toby Chuck Knox and um. The water boy, it's good to be with you guys. And as you guys know, it's cancel culture season for cross politic, <laughs> which is all the time. It's like hunting season for us here up in Idaho, but we're the hunted this time. Uh, so join the Fight Laugh Feast Army and download our app. That's the best way to uh, you know consume our content. What's going yeah. on? We got Joe Boot now releasing yeah. on our network, yeah. so you can get only you can only consume him on our network mm. on the app. You might be able to find him some other places, but we just care about the app. And everything. So download. Just going to keep saying that. Just yep, that's keep right. Saying that. Download the app. Hey, not so long ago, the American dream was alive and well. Remember that? Remember those not days? Not so long ago. <laughs> I do. Joy, Joy mentioned George Bush on the interview, and I was like, man, I don't like that guy, but I want that guy back. <laughs> Employees who worked hard were actually rewarded, and employers looked for people who could get this. Do the job. Remember those days? The good Stop old days? It. Not for people who have the right political views or voted for the right people. Redballoon.work, mm. redballoon.work forward slash FLF even, is a job site that is designed to get us back to what American businesses, what made American businesses successful. Mm. Free speech, hard work. Sleeping pods? No. no. Oh, okay. And having fun. If you're a, a free speech employer who wants to hire employees who focus on their work and not identity politics, then post a job on redballoon.org. Mm, so simple. If you're an employee who's being censored at work or forced to comply with the current LGBTQ plus zeitgeist, mm-hmm. post your resume on redballoon.org and look for a new job. www.redballoon.org forward slash FLF, the job site where free speech is still alive, or just go to redballoon.org. Com? No, dot work. Somebody wrote that wrong. And put in FLF 2021 
for yep. your 20% off discount. No, commies go. around here. I just want to say real quick, so I've had so many people hit me up on Facebook saying, so grateful for RedBalloon.work yeah. because I actually have yeah. a new job now from my Seriously. old employer who was trying yeah. to get me vaccinated, and I didn't yeah. want to. I went on there and Got a yeah, new job. Absolutely. Yeah. It's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. I think that's probably what's going on with that whole, like, you know, f- how many millions of people left their jobs in yeah, August? Four quit. Three. Quit, quit. with their jobs, and they yeah. went to Red Balloon. <laughs> <laughs> they blown All up. All three million of them. <laughs> I don't think so. Last Wednesday, I was kind of joking about the Social Security thing. <laughs> no, not, really. not really. No. Not really. Not uh, really. The Social Security Administration announced that roughly 70 million people okay. are on Social Security, you know, retirees, disabled people, and so forth, will receive a 5.9 cost of living adjustment. This is the largest cost of living adjustment that they've received, uh, I think, since the 80s. Yeah, in 40 years. Over 82. 40 years. Normally, cost of living adjustment is about 1.7%, which is uh, below annual rate of inflation. It's yeah, actually yeah. 3% is right. where you should be at. Yeah. So you're not even getting the standard increase that you it's should just get grandpa mm. and so now they're this year they're raising it 5.9 percent so the average person means they'll get additional 92 dollars a month <laughs> they can uh, go have one more tank of gas yep how's massa feeling right now not very good but um this is happening because of inflation mm. okay uh so like consumer price um uh went up 5.4%. So consumer, consumer prices on average went up okay. 5.4%. Grocery prices uh, skyrocketed. A, a good example of this, like eggs, went up uh, 12.6%. That's really? that's a lot. Um, fruit went up 5%. Did New car prices. Bigger? Did the eggs get bigger? <laughs> no. I'm just wondering. They're still the same size. Oh, they just okay. cost more. They got smaller. <laughs> and they, they probably got smaller. They probably went down to 10 instead of a dozen. Yeah. You know? The new dozen is 10. Yep. New prices rose 8.7%. Now, now here's the thing. Um, it, we, we really need to, I think, get our heads wrapped around inflation for multiple reasons. Um, but uh, inflation is technically the rate of increase in prices over a given period of time. That's kind of like the, the economic definition. But it really misses out what is going in our current context with inflation, okay? It, it doesn't quite capture what's going on. And um, what is really happening when inflation occurs is that you have more dollars floating around in the economy than mm. you do goods and services. And, and, and it's not like just it, – it, the point is, is that it's um, – the way money is made That's right. is produced because you have goods and services being offered. Right. Yeah. And then people then give in exchange. And so that's what that's how you create right. the circulation. Just just because prices go up doesn't mean we're suffering right. from inflation. Right. 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 Prices right. can fluctuate yeah. based on all kinds of factors, but in true inflation is when you just have this these this this money going into the economy, but it doesn't actually match up with real with innovation goods and services. That's right. And so okay. what happened this last year is our government broke our what economy? What happened this last year? And, and handed so you remember the government handed over five trillion dollars. You know they printed it up somewhere. Oh my they, goodness! Five trillion dollars in stimulus, and that all, uh, increased unemployment checks. Okay, so they, a lot of more people were on unemployment um, dime also while producing no goods and services. Right. There was no increase in that. So we gave a bunch of people money at the same time. Production and goods and services in the economy decreased. And that's why we're seeing inflation. So we gave a bunch of people money, and then no uh, increase in production of goods and so services. So we didn't get 13 in fact, eggs it decreased in, yeah, in yeah. 2020. <laughs> and, the, and the thing with inflation to recognize is that even though you give more money to the to the 
senior citizens, you give more money to the Social Security to try to keep up with it. With inflation, is everything's going up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not right. like the senior citizens, not like people on Social Security are getting more money. That's right. They $92 a month isn't going to They're help. not going to be able to buy more with that yeah. $92 more a month. Yeah. yeah. Now, and, and the reason I was, when I was reading the article, I kept thinking to myself, like, this is a clear example of, of how we're getting inflation, but it's not why we have inflation. And the real reason that why we have inflation at the bottom line is because we have been covenant breakers with God. Oh, you're just going to go there. Well, that's, you know, people are forgetting how the world works. The world works yeah. covenantally, yeah. right? And so mm-hmm. if you obey God, you get blessings. If you disobey God, you get curses. Right. Right? And inflation, that deflation. That sounds like Sunday school. That's, well, you know, we missed Sunday school. <laughs> we really did. We really did. But inflation, deflation, a broken supply chains, all this really is like a check engine light on what our relationship has been with God. I think it's like right. 10 check engine lights. And, yeah. and, and all your whole dashboard. The whole dashboard. Dashboard. The lights are on in the car. It's Actually, Christmas on your dashboard. You know, the truth is, is that the batteries are going out. <laughs> so yeah. the lights are barely blinking for right. us. But if you go back to Deuteronomy 28, like you understand this, it's so clear. Like if, what, here wait, it goes. Wait, that's in the Old Testament. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> what, what, didn't you say this is like Jesus' favorite book? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got me. You get blessings on the land, blessings on the fruit of our labor, blessings on in the womb of our, our wives and our, our, our women, blessings and pieces, uh, peace, Offerings, blessings on health, ble- blessings on health. Uh, we're we're going to be feared by our enemies. Our borders are going to be protected. We're going to be the head and not the tail. We're going to lend and not borrow. Yeah, right. and, and one of the things that we did, now this is all contingent. If you go to Leviticus 26, this is what's beautiful. It's all contingent on worship. Mm. Like if you look at what happened this past year, what do we do? Stop worshiping. We shut down. I mean, yeah. this article is talking about it. This is the worst that we've seen kind of inflation our whole lifetime, a whole generation, 40 years. It's not a coinky dink, people. Pay attention to the story. Oh, my goodness. Leviticus <laughs> 28 starts like this. You shall keep my Sabbaths. Oh, man. And reverence my sanctuary. Mm-hmm. I am the Lord. If ye walk in my statues and keep my commandments and do them, then I will give you rain in due season. Rain comes from God. Mm. And the land shall yield you increase. Yeah. And the trees of the field shall yield their fruit, and ye shall eat your bread to the full and dwell in the safety. That's, that's supply chains. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Faithful, right, loving Toby. obedience to God is connected to our money, to our economy, to farming, to effectiveness of our businesses, and the fruit of our womb, and safe borders. Worship you know? and, builds and, supply chains. And somehow wow. we tend to think... And this is what's broken about us because we don't understand how Mm. God's world works. We tend to think that if we can elect the right person, get the right Supreme Court judge in there, get all these other things fixed, that somehow this is going to fix our supply chain when really what we need to do is have a campaign for sackcloth and ashes 2021. That's what we really need to do. And we need to do that immediately. We're like, we're going to fix this with a cola increase. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, exactly. Cost of living. $92. Yeah, no, it's not going to work. You know, don't also forget that we're talking about our parents. And our grandparents. I mean, this is Social Security. Yeah. Parents and grandparents. Yeah, and yeah. And and what did we do? We we did exactly what Jesus condemned when we set up Social Security. That's right. Mm. When we set up Social Security, we said that whatever we would have used with personal responsibility to take care of our own parents and right. grandparents and great grandparents, we're going to crowdsource that. We've given it to the government, yep. and now we don't have to. It's yep. Corbin, baby. Yeah. Wow. Jesus yeah. hates that. I mean, that's wow. the, the whole thing. And that's longer than a generation. That's yeah. like two generations back. Mm. Oh, so, wow. Is it any accident that COVID hit our nursing homes the hardest? <sighs> sure, I was talking about that. I mean, it, yeah. it's to our great shame that we are abdicating our responsibility to care for our parents and our grandparents and our great grandparents. And remember the fifth commandment? 
It's Water. the it's the it's Water. the commandment with the promise that right. it may go well with you in the land. Land. That's oh, what we're talking land. about. Do you want it to go? And again, it's like, oh, but that's Sunday school. Yeah. Yeah. No. This is economics. Well, that's Old Testament. Yeah. You know, the church ain't Israel. No, no. And to your point, <laughs> and, 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 and to your point, if it's not going well in the land, maybe we should start with the fifth commandment. Are we honoring our fathers and our mothers? And Knox, I'll just point out that Paul quotes that command right. and covenant promise straight across to who? Gentile kids in Ephesus. Yep. Mm. Do you right. think Paul knew that the new covenant didn't include kids anymore? Mm. Go baptize your kids if you have children. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. But he just says it, right? <laughs> I mean, no, but here's the thing. We shouldn't be thinking that covenant curses merely come like bad vibes and feeling bad. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Covenant <laughs> curses come in drought, come in fire, come in hurricane, come That's in broken right. supply chains and inflation out the wazoo. God, God promises that when you don't worship him and keep covenant with him, he'll curse your weather and your climate. Healthcare professionals have said to me, if you think COVID is bad, when it comes to climate change, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> It's the grandmother of all health threats. He's honoring his COVID mother. and climate change are compounding each other, and they're adding pressures on already weak health systems and staff. And it's why business as usual is not an option. And it's why now we need to truly have health at the center of all our policies, energy, transport, agriculture, water, and food. Man, we've been saying this for a year and a half. That our totalitarian government thrives off crisis. Yeah. Now they th- You've been saying this, Gabe, in particular. I just got to say that. You've been saying this. Yeah. Remember Rahm Emanuel's sage advice, never waste a crisis. Yeah. But what, what's crazy to me is I looked up that quote when I was thinking through this, yeah. and that's not the end of the quote. No. No, the in it, he says, he says the, the quote doesn't stop there. He goes on to say, it is an opportunity to do things that you think you could not have done before. <laughs> So Bias. never waste a cry. Yeah, wow. I was I was like, wow. And so think of how this crisis has been used this last year. The government has used the COVID crisis to pass five trillion in stimulus. We already talked about that. They rearranged our economy. Yeah. Rearranged. Yeah. I, I listened to this interview from Molly Hemingway that you forwarded, and she just talked about how they kind of rearranged all these voting practices. Wow. And a lot of them are actually now established in legal um, r- rules and laws now right. in the land in it, in various states. Yeah. And so they rearrange voting practices, and of course they're dividing our nation between vax and unvax now. Yeah. Um, they revamped the election, and the list, the list goes on. Now that there is blood in the water, so the, the Democrats, they see what they've been able to get away with with COVID. Oh. There's blood in the water. All, not mean. just Democrats. Yep. Uh, all of them. And, all of them. Uh, well, yeah. And all I think, of them. I think the blood in the water <laughs> is actually that the citizens buckle. Yeah. That's the blood in the water. They, they, they're like, we can do this. Yep. We, we can get away with it. Yep. Yeah, look what just happened. And yep. now I think the, the liberals, they've been trying to run this climate play, play for a long time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And now they're like, oh, we can. I think we can finally run we can this, do this. this climate yeah, play. That's what's mostly now, in right? this new $3.5 trillion mess. That's yeah. right. And yeah. they've been priming that climate change pump for a while. And the crisis played out for them. The COVID crisis played out, I think, perfectly for them. And they're going to double down. The, you know, climate crisis is COVID 2.0. Yeah, that's what he says. That's, yeah. the grandmother. Yeah. So the COVID was an invisible threat. Climate change is even a bigger invisible threat. COVID is a health crisis. Climate change is a health crisis. This is WHO talking about climate change. Yeah. Well, you know, not just COVID. Now they're talking about climate change. They're excited about this. And, and of course, he calls it the grandmother. He's talking about climate change. Yes. The grandmother of all health crises. And the next play 
that I, I think it's going to be stronger. They're going to go. They're going to lean in stronger than they did with the COVID. Oh right? yeah. And the mandates will be more intrusive, and it'll be done in the name of your health, your safety. And loving your neighbor, right? That's where this I is mean, going. I mean, it's, I mean, do you want the world to end? He's, he's, <laughs> he's not. He's not wrong, though. He's not wrong. What do you though. mean by that? COVID and climate change are related. Mm-hmm. Not only by the by the fact that they're they're sort of these machinations, these kind of parallels these that you can kind of Psalm pick out. Two conspiring against Christ, yeah. but this play is nothing less than us turning to our false gods. Mm-hmm. The cycle is this. You know the cycle in, in Scripture. We turn away from the living God to false gods, uh, and the living God gives us over to the false gods, mm, and yeah. they in turn give us bad weather, droughts, <laughs> hurricanes, wildfires, bad and, health, and slavery, disease, slavery, yep. totalitarian government, right. broken mm. supply chains. Mm. That's right. And instead of turning back to the living God, we cry out to Baal louder. Save us, Man. states. Mm. Save Poopy us, water. government. Poopy water. That is what this climate <laughs> crisis is. There's no doubt... Many lies mixed into climate change mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. and the whole thing. But Christians should not be surprised to see real climate problems happening. Yeah. Um, back to the point you make, Knox. I mean, God says when you turn away from me, your climate um, is going to get wrecked. The pagans can point out true fluctuations. Yeah. They can point to real data. Yeah. But their great mistake is in thinking that we are the only players. Mm-hmm. Some of it may be natural fluctuation. Some of it may be man-made. But some of it is no doubt God's judgment on our land. You know, mm. the, the, the part of the – last night when I was doing some of the reading about this in the Bible, one of the things that I found was that when you have false idols, that is a judgment from God. Yeah. And that's just he gives you, you over to idols. That's right. And so when you – and <laughs> part of the judgment is like, hey, if you get in the land yeah. and you don't honor me, right, I will give you over to false gods right. and you will worship them right. and they will take right. your kids too. That's another thing. I oh, yeah. They will deform that. you. They yeah. will destroy you. They will take your kids. One of the most important things I think I learned since we've been doing this show was from Dr. Gordon Wilson when we had him on. Yeah. And, he, and one of the things he said – I hope I can get it exactly right. He said – there, if there is a climate issue, we should understand that climate issues are a judgment from God. Yeah. But they're not a judgment because of the climate itself. They're a judgment because of our sin. Yeah. And he kept going back to yeah. the fact that if you go look at Hosea, here, I just, let me just bring this out. I just, it's right here. You're going to just read just, the Bible just gonna, just right gonna, here on the show? I don't, I don't know how many political shows you're going to see somebody just grab open the word of God. <laughs> Amen. Hear, hear the word of the Lord. <laughs> Actually, that's what it says. Hear the word of the Lord. <laughs> it's in the Bible. You children of Israel, for the Lord brings a charge against the inhabitants of the land. There is no truth or mercy or knowledge of God in the land. This is Hosea chapter 4. Yeah. By swearing and lying, killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break all restraint mm. with bloodshed upon bloodshed. Therefore, the land will mourn and everyone who dwells there will waste away with the beast of the field and with the birds of the air. Even the fish of the sea wow. will be taken away. I just want to point out too. back to the, the point. Of I, God. I wasn't out. Thanks be to God. Amen. I, I, I was not kidding. When Paul quotes the law, fifth commandment, on your father and mother, that it may go well with you in the land, he quotes that to Gentile kids That's in, right. in Asia That's right. Minor. So, That's right. so somebody out there in y'all is going to say, oh, Knox, Hosea is talking about the promised land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Paul said the land is now the world. That's mm-hmm. right. The land is yep. now the world. Mm-hmm. That that. That pattern that God is teaching his people about what was true about the promised land in the old covenant has now been expanded to the whole world. You're committing adultery. You've got a porn problem. 
right? Why, why is the land mourning? Yes, why is right. pollution destroying animals and the creation? And it was always from the beginning God's intent to give his creation, his people, to take dominion over the world. The world. That was, that was always right. his intent. Right. Our eschatology really lets us down yeah. right yeah, now that's because in, we don't in, get, in this whole conversation. That's because we don't get Genesis right either. But that's, yeah, that's right. another conversation. Woo! The next conversation we're about to have Uh-oh. is Google Joy it. Pullman. Buckle up. Yeah, yeah. Buckle up. Uh, yeah, get your fire extinguishers out. <laughs> <laughs> More cross politics coming up next. My name is Jamie Piles. I joined Samaritan in December of 1996, so I'm coming up on 24 years. When people ask me, does it really work? I say, oh, it works fantastic. I send my money to somebody every month. But we had a need. My wife uh, was spent a little bit of time in the hospital about three months ago, and so I had, I had a checklist with about 39 names on it, and 39 checks came in. Some of the cards, some of the things people had to say, it was amazing to watch. Welcome back to Cross Politic on the one and only Fight Laugh Feast Network. Was I supposed to plug anything at the beginning no. of the segment? You didn't no. tell me anything. The club but membership. Subscribe for a magazine. Oh, Ooh. those are so nice. It's, it's in the mailbox. Oh. It's in the mailbox. Hey, we're so grateful to have with us on the line right now. Mrs. Joy Pullman, executive editor of The Federalist, ah. author of several books. Check them out. Happy Wife and Mother of Six. Bars. Those are her, uh, her great accomplishments. She identifies as Native American and gender natural. Gender uh, natural. That's what it says. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and, uh, and I think she's only rejected two of my um, oh, submissions bring that to up. The Federalist. You got to bring that up. I, just, I was like... <laughs> I think I've interacted with her before. No, she was. She was we, very. We got to do this live. She's Toby. Very, we're gonna do it live. <laughs> yeah. Very gracious. <laughs> Joy, thanks for joining us on Cross Politic. Thanks for having me. So there's no vaccine mandate. You got this article in the Federalist. It's all a mirage. It's all a charade. Biden made this big showy announcement, and there's actually no real. Mandate, no executive order. Your your article was published, I think, over a week ago. I found out, out about it like two or three days ago. And does Biden know? I, <laughs> I haven't. I think he does. <laughs> I haven't really heard a peep about this. Where has the explosion been? Well, actually, it was just a day or two ago that um, you know Biden's press secretary uh, actually. I think tacitly responded to the article, which went mega viral, um, by the way. And I just thought it was going to be this one curious little fact, you know, but people really, really were interested in the fact that, you know, um, what really happened was Joe Biden came out in, I want to say early September, you know, said that he would, and now to make it clear for for your viewers, because I've gotten a number of emails about this, there are several different federal vaccine so-called mandates and the one we're talking about that hasn't been, you know, legitimately even filed in the federal register or anything yet is the one supposedly against private businesses that have 100 or more employees. So um, and so 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 Biden announced that in, in September and it was maybe three weeks later that I was um, just doing some reporting on a different subject, talking to a state attorney general's office when I basically said, OK, so, you know, you guys are against this, you say, but why haven't you filed a lawsuit? They said, well, that's because there's nothing to file a lawsuit against. I said, what <laughs> there is you know that he said 
So, I mean, so it was just really weird because, you know, I've done a little bit of reporting on, you know, federal executive orders and all, you know, the entire bureaucracy. And I, you know, I know a little bit about how they work. And so I know, you know, there would be a filing in the federal register. You're supposed to do notice and comment. But basically we didn't have, you know, it was a month later, you know, at that point there was nothing but a press release. And so I thought that was, you know, weird. And so I just decided to write it up and, and people were really interested. So in, when, I, when I read your article, you brought up this, this ETS um, bureaucratic, I guess, paperwork that can be filed that that was released regarding the mandate. How does that kind of fit into all this? Well, basically, what that is. So, I mean, so when I mean, so we have a really complicated federal government who basically almost everything that's actually done nowadays at the federal level and even a lot at the state level has nothing to do with the elected officials. It's entirely run by basically unelected lifers, bureaucrats. Nobody knows their name until they change your in my life, you know, as in with instances like. So there, you know, basically a lot of our lawmakers have completely checked out, which we've seen a lot over the the coronavirus outbreak, um, just allowing basically other people who do not have any responsibility to face the voters to run everything. And basically they're hiding from, you know, their voters um, because of that. So, I mean, so, so the usual process for a federal agency to basically take the place of Congress and impose regulations on people, at the very least, they have to go through, you know, a very, a pretty long process takes it in typically nine months to, to, you know, to a year and a half, depending how things go, but they have to issue a draft regulation, they have to publish it in the federal register, then they have to give so much time for there to be public comments, you know, um, on, on that has to be, I believe, at least 30 days and preferably more than that, 60 days or more. And then, you know, and then they, well, the, uh, you know, by law, these administrative agencies are supposed to then respond exhaustively to the comments and then in their final rule that they admit, you know, show that they have incorporated it. So it's a far cry from actually representative rule, but at least there's even some pretense of listening to the people in this process, even if they can completely ignore them, which they do all the time. Anyway, so this ETS that you're talking about, that's an even more removed from the voters and from the people process that they're using an emergency loophole to basically do the same thing faster and with no no requirement of any public comment at all. And it's only been used, one, it's only been used, um, I want to say, I, I quoted in my article about this, it's very rarely used and like 80% of the time courts later overturn it because, you know, it's just found to be that these are wildly unconstitutional. So uh, a follow-up on that. So you're saying that this ETS... Um uh, is kind of an emergency way of getting a an administrative agency to do something faster than kind of normal protocol, like legislation, yeah, basically. <laughs> and and so what this ETS is doing, it's a um, bureaucratic administrative um, com- command, for lack of better words, telling is it kind of ordering OSHA to start tracking companies over a hundred on the vaccine? What was the ETS stating? Well, there isn't any ETS state right now because that's also not filed, <laughs> you know. So, like I said, that, you know, uh, you know, but presumably, you know, so, you know, hypothetically, it's going to come out at some point, and basically, what it's going to do is have the particulars of what it's telling OSHA to do to you know enforce and push this this law. So, but what we're really living in is basically government pride. Presley said this point. So, part of the points of my article was. The fact that, you know, the president now, you know, Obama used to joke about using a pen and a phone and people used to understand how wildly lawless that was. The president, for the people who are not very well constitutionally educated, the president can't just 
boss people around. He, you know, has laws restricting his powers. He has to work with Congress. You know, Congress is designed to represent the whole of the American people very carefully. So, you know, so the president cannot be a dictator. You know, legally is not allowed to be a dictator. Well, Obama, you know, basically said, I don't care about, you know, all of all of those petty little laws and constitutional things and norms. I'm just going to be a petty little dictator. And, 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 and with this press release from Joe Biden, he's taking it a step further by not even putting up the fig leaf, you know, of filing federal regulations. Regulations. He's just going to the podium and saying whatever he wants. And people, you know, again, this has caused massive, massive, you know, there's lawsuits. Southwest pilots, you know, just um, started a lawsuit against their airline. Yeah. It's, it's so on and so forth. You know, this, this is generating massive reaction. People are acting as if just because the president says something, they have to do it. That is not Republican limited government. That is a dictatorship and tyranny. So here's here's the question I was thinking about. If let's say for a second that this he actually does file a mandate and this goes into place, mm-hmm. um, would it even be legal? And what what are some of the reasons why it wouldn't be legal? Well, that, that's a good question. So I actually think so. I suspect just politically speaking that the reason one of the reasons that Biden chose to do it that way, first of all, you know, the left just doesn't care about the rule of law. They just use that as a club to stop anything they dislike coming from conservatives because they're the only people who even pretend to care anymore about that. You know, so he doesn't care. Democrats don't care. They do whatever they want. And then they say, catch us and stop us, you know, kind of like with the border. Um, you know, so so but but second, I also think, you know, even just tactically speaking, if he can get people to do what he wants without having to file an order that then could be caught tied up in court, then what he gets to do is have all of the messaging, the news cycle, what the message that is given to business leaders, employees, the American public lawmakers is it's a done deal. It's a mandate. You've got, you know, one month to get it you know done. And he basically accomplishes his goals. Uh, while basically making it impossible for there to be any legitimate put not legitimate, but any legal pushback, because, again, those state attorneys general cannot file lawsuits because there's nothing to file a lawsuit against. A, you know, the Southwest pilots can't sue Joe Biden. They're suing their own employer because there's nothing for them to sue against Joe Biden. So it also insulates him from even, again, the fig leaves and, and, and belated and delayed several years later getting any relief or court precedent against this dictate that he's issuing from on high. So savvy politically. If he's able to do that and have people, he's, I mean, again, it's not surprising that Biden expects that he can do that because this has been pandemic governance the whole time. The abdication of leadership by our elected officials and just pen and phone governance. So I live in a a red state. Um, You know, I I live in Indiana. We have a Republican governor and legislature. You know, my governor has issued 20 executive orders granting himself emergency powers in a row. Has never ever been done before. The emergency power statute's limited to 30 days. No one stopped him, right? You know, so it's not no surprise that Biden thinks he can be a pity, you know, just stand up there and say, you do this in America. You know, no one has really, you know, certainly not Republicans. And even a lot of the American people have not done enough to make him feel like this would be politically risky for him. Because the political risk is, again, he doesn't care about norms. He doesn't care about the laws. Just losing elections and power of the people is really what the left cares about. And he doesn't think that he's going to do, you know, lose that if, if he does ridiculous things. You're going to give her an organ? I, I, You're not going to give her the I, organ? I'm in awe. She just went. I'm just awed. Like, how about a shotgun? How about a shotgun? I'll give, I'll give, you, um, I'll give you a shotgun. Joy, <laughs> there you go. Um, My goodness. I, the, the CEO of Southwest, though, gets on Good Morning America earlier this week and says, you know, I don't want to do this. My hands are tied. I wish I didn't have to do this. So sorry, so sorry. 
And but but in your article, you said you think that big businesses are overjoyed at this. Why, why would oh. they, why would they be overjoyed? They, well, actually, I quoted you know an article from Bloomberg Law where they were quoting lawyers who advise big business reporting that is their client's attitude about this federal dictate because what it does is gives them a scapegoat it says don't blame me i have no control over our company i can't control our policies blame the federal government that completely ignores you and no matter what you do they won't give you any relief so your your article just like this interview is making me emotional <laughs> it, it your article kind of made me feel dumb because I just assumed that Obi- Biden released an executive Obiden. order. Obiden. I call him Obiden, yeah, Obiden. Too. That's, that's fair. <laughs> um, that I assumed he released executive order. Now I didn't think his executive order meant. I don't think business should follow his executive order. I didn't. I didn't think there's any power there. But I thought there's enough, you know, legal action on the president right. to make big business feel like they had to, you know, um, submit. So, so there's kind of this like civic stupidity that I felt from reading the article because I just assumed that Biden released an executive order. The The other thing, your article kind of um, made me feel discouraged at just how easy the citizens just kind of like go along with an, with a, yeah. not even an executive order, a press release. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, you don't need to comment on that. I'm just, <laughs> I just feel no, bad. I don't, I don't think that it is, you know, necessarily, it's actually, I, I so since my job for you know the past uh, twelve years has been reporting on politics, I am extremely cynical at this point. And even I thought there, I mean, there was a executive order because that's normal business. So like I said, it wasn't until I was talking about something else, you know, with with people who know that, and then I asked them to you know check that for me. Are you sure? You know, they went and you know checked and made sure. Yeah, no, there's no regulation yet. I, you know, I call up another agency just to confirm. Um, you know, so I don't think that you're being you know necessarily stupid, but we. Yeah, again, even we expect to even at least have a fig leaf, right? And and, and to respond, um, you know, to an earlier point, I don't even even if Joe Biden had issued an executive order on this, or if he does in you know the future, which he may still, um, I don't think that. And it's you know that's not proven that it's constitutional just because yeah. the president wants to do it, you know. So that's another layer of this. But you know, uh, but but at that least at that point, it'd be open to litigation. But I also, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I just. I really object to the fact that I need a lawyer to have any constitutional rights maybe five years down the road. Seriously. That's really, you know, I should be presumed to have my rights and the person who's trying to take them away from me should have to fight for five years, you know, in order to get them away. So, uh, and so like, where we are is, is crazy and dangerous. So how do you take the dueling, you know, at least Abbott released executive order in Texas and then big business said, nah, we're going to obey Biden. <laughs> How do you take that? Well, to be honest, if I, you know, if I were, I mean, it just, I think it depends on, you know, what your, what the amount of authority that you personally have, you know. So, for example, if I were an employee in this case, I actually, you know, I'm concerned about the vaccines medically simply because they don't have a long track record. But if I was down to the wire and my husband and I could not put food on the table for our children without taking it, we'd take it. We, you know, we get other vaccines. I would take the actual vaccine out of the three, not the experimental mRNA. Or, you know, we, we've had COVID. We'd, we try to, you know, use our antibodies in order, you know, to get. So, you know, we, we would 
wait the longest possible and use as many loopholes possible before, you know, but, you know, in the end, we'd put food on the table for our kids because, we, you know, we feel that's the right thing to do. So if that, you know, individuals have to judge their own situations. And I, you know, personally, you know, advocate for doing all that you can that is ethically, in, you know, legally proper or possible in order to, you know, get uh, to achieve, you know, your own decisions for your family. But I also, I know we would also consider moving jobs. We would, you know, look for a place where our employer aligns with our beliefs. Um, because, because you have to realize that a, a, a society that is prepared to do this to you, there is no stopping point from, you know, right now it's a COVID vaccine. But, you know, again, I, you know, I'm one of those people who's not in a risk factor for, you know, I had COVID. It was a bad flu. It was uncomfortable for me. I survived. You know, I expected that to happen, right? So the risks of an unknown vaccine for me, I judge them as a lot higher than having actually gotten COVID, right? So, you know, so for, for, for people to say at a risk this low, you have to be, you know, you have to be basically unable to feed your children if you don't obey us. That means they are willing to do so much more to this. So, I mean, for example, I, you know, as a, as a mother of kids, this is a thing that people, you know, if they said six kids is, is you know, is evil, it's hurting the planet, right? Because we, we, this sounds like a crazy thing, but, you know, the left has gone straight on to say the lockdowns were great. They should be used for a climate change nope. mitigation tool, right? Um, and so what if they said, you know, women must re be required to be sterilized at X number of kids as a climate change or whatever mitigation tool. Again, they might not do that now because it'd be maybe politically really risky, but we don't know where a society, you know, we all got a wake up call in 2020 about how weak and, and our society is, how, how um, cowardly Americans are, how willing they are to do anything that they're told and to believe packs of lies and just outright, you know, things that don't even pass a basic smell test. You know, so if you think that that kind of society couldn't get into something creepier and creepier, <laughs> then, I mean, you need to wake up because you're not paying attention. You don't know anything about history. You know, if you if you look at, you know, pre-totalitarian societies, you know, there are many, many, many markers that we are all singing right now that are people, you know, who know history, who, who are intelligent people. Their alarm bells are going crazy right now. Do I think we live in a dictatorship? No, I do not. Do I think that Americans seem willing to way too willing to accept dictatorship? What I mean, what are we talking about right now? We're, that's exactly what we're talking about them doing. You know, it's funny because all I keep thinking about is, you know, 60 years ago, we were in a very, very different place. I mean, mm -hmm. forget going back 120 years, 200 years, slave women, forget it. I'm just talking about 60 years ago. Yeah. And so even the, 20, so like just George Bush was so different, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you think about just 60 years ago, black people are just now getting the chance to really vote. Right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> the way we understood black humanity at the time, we, you don't think that we can go back to a more crazier setup with these kind of laws that are in place? At that point, at least black people had laws in place that they could fight for on the books. But with all that changing, I don't see what we would hold uh, a stake in the ground, what we can grab onto to uh, change the trajectory to of fight the law and, and fight or whatever. It. Yeah, yeah, when we can yeah. just throw out mandates that don't exist. Mm -hmm. At least there's laws against drinking fountains, you know, and you can fight that. <laughs> I want to you you come hard you come down hard I think rightly on cowardly Republicans and even I mean you know the you, you said average voters acting like loser serfs and, and man yes. that kind of stung but you're right but after your comments about 
uh, Governor Holcomb, uh, your own governor, and, and the way that he was using this um, sort of government by press conference, even with the churches during the during the lockdown, yep. sort of you know executive order saying one thing, but in the press conference restricting churches and worship and Communion so on. I mean, how much of this do you lay at the feet of churches and pastors? I actually do lay a lot of it at the feet of churches and pastors, and I give a lot of grace to people who didn't know what to do in you know the first the you know, first two weeks to three four months. Sure. You know, um, I you know I, I think there have been pandemics pandemic past, and you know distancing and protecting hospitals was a reasonable thing to take into consideration and do what we could to, you know to try to reduce to to um, reduce excess loss of human life. So. You know, so I give people and and, and uh, grace, you know, grace for that. But at you know, at a certain point where you see Christians then retreating into fear and denying our own basic biblical theology at the behest of obvious government, you know, government dictators. When it became obvious that they were, for example, letting liquor stores stay open and not churches, it, even if the COVID were way, way worse, Spanish flu or worse situation, people need Jesus when they are, you know, having people die left and right. They need Jesus when they are sick. You know, they, they need the pastor there at their bedside, not waving at them through the window mm-hmm. like some kind of coward, you know, holding up happy. They need, you know, the word of God. You know, anyway, you know, because so, I think, you know. <laughs> She's preaching. <laughs> I mean, you know, I have, you know, I thought about my own death maybe because I've had, you know, death in my family at a young age, you know, so it's something that I've, I've thought through maybe more than other people. And, you know, so I've envisioned it's, you know, Jesus, get me the pastor there to pray with me as I'm dying. Right. So that's just something that I want desperately, you know, yeah. and if there's no pastor, I'm going to be doing my best with the Psalms. Right. But the <laughs> point being, you know, what Christians need to put anyone needs most in a time of life or death is to have Jesus there with them. The word, the sacrament, the, you know, the comfort of the gospel ministered to them. And they, they need that person praying with them, holding their hand, you know, um, anyway, and that's just pastors who do that kind of pastoral care. And I've been blessed with wonderful ones. They know what it's like to sit there at that bedside while someone's dying and how, how much comfort it gives to the dying person and the family, their physical and repeat presence there. Um, so that is no small thing. And to deny that to people, especially when we have Governor Newsom going to parties without masks, disgusting. Right. You know, as soon as we started seeing that happen, where were the shepherds who said, I am giving my dying people, Jesus, no matter what you do to me, take me to jail. You know, or where were the flocks who said, we are going to be worshiping here and we will be receiving God's gifts and you can take us all to jail. This is what we need right mm. now. You know, at, at life and death, we don't need anything more than Jesus at that moment. Mm. And the other thing, you know, as I mentioned to you, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to write about this. You know, Christians of all people, death is good for us. The Bible says explicitly to live is Christ, to die is gain. Mm. I don't know about you, but like, I'm a Christian because I believe the Bible. Mm. What does the Bible say? You do not fear those. You know, who can destroy your body, but fear him <laughs> yeah. who controls your soul, right? Those are our own words, and we have to, we have, we have, we have proof that we do not believe those words, mm-hmm. and it is time to repent. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot. There's, there's a, oh. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. <laughs> God moving in this place. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, so, um, mm. I think, you know, kind of last question here. We, we couldn't help but notice that you wrote another article recently on the Cold War heating up in American Christianity. Mm. And I, I wonder mm-hmm. if, uh, if you see a parallel between kind of 
the government by press conference in the public sector and really the church by press conference now. You know, Russell Moore press conference, leaking emails. Um, you know, it seems like there's they're both running the same play. That's a really interesting observation. You know, I don't know. I don't really follow a lot of church bureaucracy. You know, I heard about the Russell Moore thing there. You know, so I mean, that may be a fair fair parallel. I don't. You know, I think it's worse. I mean, Christians. <laughs> So I break the Eighth Commandment all the time. So Eighth Commandment it, for, for me as a Lutheran is about gossiping, is about slandering other people, about making them look bad on purpose, right? You know, so that would be something, again, that ought to be repented for, given, you know, if it, if it happened. Um, anyway, handled in a Christian way. But not about that specifically. I, I do think that. So you just heard from me a parishioner. Um, you know, my feelings, uh, you know, about, as a parishioner, as a sheep who desperately is hungry for Jesus and needs that from my pastor the way God has commanded, which isn't through Zoom. It is gathering yourselves together. It is, for me, physical sacraments that are Jesus' body and blood. You know, that is not a Zoom once a quarter Christmas and Easter thing. That is as often as, you know, you can do it at least once a week. You know, so you heard from me, you know, I think a lot of people who are faithful flock, whose pastors did not feed them, who starved them, they are feeling that. Um, and they, and that has, you know, that poor leadership, if it's unrepented for, is going to cre- is creates a crisis of trust. Because again, you know, you think if I, if I get in a car accident, Will the pastor come to me? You know, if, if will he be there for my family, or will he carry out his duties? You know, in other life crises, the way he failed to carry them out during COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a real question. Keep have it. I think you know the pastors deserve to give them an answer, and it better be the right one. It better be Jesus's answer that says, "Peter, you feed my sheep." Wow. Uh, will there be one? <laughs> we are here at the altar Just come on down We have ministers here If you want to know who Jesus is Come on down And my goodness Joy will pray with you <laughs> Oh my goodness Joy how can people follow you Come to the Federalist I'm, I'm guessing they can go there And see your articles Or also on Twitter I've, I've basically gotten off Twitter and Facebook, so you can just find me if you search my name in the Federalist, or you look for you know uh, uh, the contributors. I'm one of those. Um, those all those all work. Mm. Wow, Joy, thank you so much. Yeah, we really have appreciate you. Back you. On. Yeah, thanks yes, for your time. Absolutely appreciate. It. Keep writing. I can't wait to see your next article when it comes out too. Not afraid of death. That's right. That's gonna. Mm. <laughs> Joy Pullman from the Federalist. More cross politic coming up next. I'm gonna get saved again. <laughs> <laughs> Rebaptize. <laughs> Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations. Our most precious commodity is time. No one has ever lied on their deathbed wishing they had spent more time making money. They all wish they had spent more time creating a legacy. Our modern education system steals that legacy, steals that time from our children. That's why I'm passionate about homeschooling. That's why at Classical Conversations, we want to give you more time to create that legacy, follow your passions, and glorify God. Visit classicalconversations.com for more information. Ouch! I tell you what. Ouch! Mrs. Pullman, thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much. You six kids of hers, you better stay in line. Yeah. Oh, my God. Exactly. (laughs) I'm telling you, man, all the... Mothers that we get on the show. Oh man, we don't we don't really get career women on the show. We might we might have done it once or twice or something. I can't yeah. remember, but these mothers we, we, we call it badass mothering. Yeah, yeah, for real. I mean, you know, 
Look, that's that's really I mean, really that, good. It's, it's in the Greek. You I know, I, I don't want to I don't want to poo poo on the interview. I'm not trying to at all. Trust me. But one of the things that she listened to her talk, it made me want to be a better man, a better person to say I'm supposed to take those hits first. Yeah. And one of the things that really like bothered me was like, man, I'm grateful for her. Yes. Because that's a blessing, right? Yes. In one sense. But where are the guys at? Or the men? Where's the dudes at? You know. That she can pick up the others, but she's hitting hard. She's yeah. tip of the spear. And I'm like, really good. where's the dudes at? Yeah, I know. You know, and it made yeah. me, I had to I had to shake myself off a little bit right. and say, okay, you better step up, bro. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, I was thinking about even in Idaho. It's like, I mean, all of the, the people that are I speaking know. the loudest. Lieutenant governor. Are women. Yeah. And I appreciate right. them speaking yeah. the truth. And the dudes are tripping. Yeah. Governor. I <laughs> know. Uh, I mean, I mean, she was talking about her governor in, in Indiana. Yeah, Holcomb. Holcomb. But uh-huh. Governor Little did the exact same stuff on yeah, us. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So and he's still going. Our so governor's calm. still going around wearing a mask. Like every uh, campaign stop, he's wearing a mask. Working only with can doctors. stop him from speaking. When people pull out the cameras. It's, exactly. Exactly. So bad. The, the one question I asked Joy that where I, 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 I take the answer she gave us was good, but I, I kind of wanted to Which get question? a little more. So I asked the question is, um, you know, Governor Abbott signed an executive Oh, you wanted order. her to talk about Texas more. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, that's what <laughs> you know. this is all about. Okay. You She's know. like, but what about Texas? Hee-haw. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, you know, because Governor Abbott in response to all this, so Southwest Airlines came out because they had to ground all their planes. And, right. then, and then they're still wiggling in Texas about how to force vaccinate all these people. And so Governor Abbott came out and signed an executive order saying companies in Texas cannot force vaccinate their people. Right. Okay, and that was in response to apparently what everyone thought was Joe Biden's executive order, which is non-existent. Which is non-existent. It's a press conference, so <laughs> at least right now it is. Biden, Biden <laughs> is working. It's telling OSHA you're going to go and force all these companies, a hundred, a hundred employees or over to right. vaccinate. Right, and and so. Uh, Abbott responded and said, no, not in my state, basically is what he was saying. Apparently a federal press release is more authoritative than a state executive order. You know what was really interesting about – okay, I'll let you – hold that thought real quick. But what was really interesting about listening to Joy talk was – I think we talked about this earlier. It feels like the government just run a trick football play and the center – Grabbed the football and just started walking, and we're waiting for everybody to say hike. Yeah. Like, where's the hike at? And right. he's just walking right into the end zone right yeah. now. That's it, what this feels like because like, what's he doing walking down the field? Governor the Abbott is actually believing something about the mandate right. and then making his own mandate yeah. right. against something that doesn't exist. So That's he right. hasn't done his work either on this That's situation, right. Right. right? Right. So, but I I texted you guys when Governor Abbott did that executive order. I'm, I'm against. Governors telling businesses what to do, mm-hmm. but I texted right. you guys like, okay, at this point. But if it's Texas, is okay. No, no, yeah, uh, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even go uh-huh. that far. I said, but at this point, I'm sympathetic to what he just did, and the reason is, is because one of the plays that they're running, as Joy talked about, is they're doing all this stuff without really using standard laws, right? Right, standard executive <laughs> orders, all this stuff. Right. We did this, and, and then in, in addition to that, um, uh, you know, so Governor Abbott's kind of, I think. Saying, hey, look. Oh, in addition to that, those are what I was going to say is a lot of stuff is going to the courts, but it's taken two years. Right. It's taken, oh, by the time all these court decisions are going to be ruled, right. it doesn't matter. Right. By the time this gets, forced vaccination gets to the Supreme Court and they rule in our favor, it's not going to matter. Is, this is kind of like the, remember, um, uh, the analogy that Nate gave us with the election about beating the, uh, who's the guy that beat the band? Yeah. I, oh, the, the football. He ran out in front of the, 
No, the no. band came on the field yeah. as he's running into the end zone yeah. and then plows right into the trombonist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like if you throw everything out on the field, like th- this is how the Democrats are running. It's, it's super messy. It's, the game's not over, but they throw everything on the field and and they and they and they and they're hoping that basically t- like even if they ultimately decide yep. that it wasn't legit yep. by that time the game's over the game's and it, over doesn't and it doesn't matter that's what they're that's what they're doing and this is and what let, go let, ahead, me go just, ahead. let me just I'll let you finalize because I completely disagree with and you so I don't the reason why I'm sympathetic <laughs> has nothing to do with Texas yeah, it does is because I think it's fair for the governor or depending on the magistrate to step in and say hey. Let's set a pause on this until we can have judges doing. rule on it. That's not what he's doing. So we can actually have the legal process. That's not what he's doing. Fairly represent both sides of the case. You're court. wrong. You're wrong, Bobby Boucher. I understand he signed an executive order, so he's he's this doing a fun. mandate. Did you bring me popcorn? Mm. <laughs> I understand he'd sign an executive order, and and that's not. I'm I'm probably being a little more favorable in the characterization of, than what he actually did. It's not fair. I don't have a stink. That's you know, right. I you sure don't. I've done some dumb things, and I'll do dumb things again. <laughs> Go ahead, though. But I think it's important for a magistrate to come in and and try to you're, try to say, hey, look, we need to... We you're need saying to, this is a lesser magistrate standing up for the little guy. No. At, at, for, the, for allowing a legal process that needs to happen... To happen because he's not doing that. I I understand he's an executive order mandating, but but I but I'm sympathetic to the the pause that it creates. So be wicked in order for good to come of it. Oh, well, I don't think I don't think he's being wicked. He's I think operating he's, outside of his. We we just said this. If he he's operating outside of his jurisdiction. Um. If, if well, Joe also, Biden, Uncle so Daddy, the, 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 the executive order. Wait, I gotta give myself this. Apology. The, <laughs> the executive order, in principle, is operating outside of his jurisdiction. If, if the executive order said this, I'd be a lot more behind it. If if he said, "Hey, I'm signing this dec- executive order to pause all forced vaccination protocols, so the courts can have a fair judicial um, process in all this," that's what uh, that's what would make me most happy. What he's acting like is he's acting like. Uncle Daddy Joe and a woman who is upset with her husband who isn't operating properly. She's stepping in and putting on the pants like a man mm-hmm. and then going to fix it all. Yeah. And that's not how she's required to act. Yeah. Pastor Toby talked about this. And, uh, oh, uh, you're going to bring me? Oh, this? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is on you. Um, <laughs> and I never forgot this because I thought about it. I think a lot of times we live in a world where if somebody does something, it's okay for us to fix it. And how we fix it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So long as we fix Even it. Even if it's not our responsibility or not. We'll yeah, jump but, in. but that's a lack of faith in God to be able to work through the means and the boundaries in which we are in and God actually works through that right and so what the governor's job and responsibility to do is to punish wickedness and reward good uh-huh. not to start acting like he owns all the companies inside of his state right. and the mandate is to go into the companies to force them to do something he's wrong he's but, wrong but here's the other part of that executive order where I'm more sympathetic to I don't care if it's to pause anything all, either all those um, vaccines have as we had Rod Story on last week have some sort of fetal cell um, either directly in it or fetal cells were used to test on it. Yes. That's, yeah, I'm going to sign an executive order and be like, no, not in my state. Well, but he it, can fix that by banning abortion, period. But it's illegal. So he can fix that. But so, so, no. and, he has, and he has the authority to no. do that because his job is to protect life. Or or, yes. or if he's doing it on that ground, then he ought to make it, he's got to be consistent. Right, yep. exactly. Like what, what other vaccines, what other products? Is it Pepsi? I don't know. Is, is, there's like, you know, yeah. Co- but, 
cosmetics, whatever that's using fetal cells. Fetal cells, and he's just yeah. be consistent if he's going to do on that basis. Yeah. What yeah. I kept thinking I'm about there. There. with this, and and this is what drives me so nuts because I think we want to grasp, we want to grasp, and I, I feel that because there's a play for us here, and I don't think we have to do that though. If he is governor, what does he have authority over? Right. And then if he has authority over that, can he use and like, for instance, can he deputize? He's got a sword. Yeah, He's got a sword. Thank you. He's got a sword. Yeah. Can he deputize people to say, listen, I don't have any authority over the federal mandate, but in this state. There's no federal mandate. Are you done? <laughs> uh, you're right. Uh, but it, what he can do is deputize. People, the police officers say, if OSHA shows up at your job, call the police. That's right. They're, They're not operating illegally. Matter of fact, 100%. I don't care if it has to do with the mandates or not. If OSHA shows up, <laughs> you arrest them. <laughs> Yeah, That's they're right. not. They're, they're not allowed. Illegally. They're acting illegally in our state. They're not allowed to do this. We have, according to the command, the ability to be able to do that in our it's Tenth Amendment. Sorry, um, to do that in our state, mm. call the police and we will have them removed. The sheriff will show up, deputize the people to be able to do that, to enforce it, enforce it. That's, that's interesting. That's, that's, you know, the thing yeah. I like about that is actually, and this ties into what we were talking with Joy about last segment, was just like right now the people feel so afraid. Yeah, They're cowed. And and the problem is, is that on Republican and Democrat, right and left, red and blue, everybody's ping-ponging the people saying, trust me. No, uh, trust me. Yeah. I'll save you. No, I'll save you. Yeah. No, I'll save you. And that's yeah. the problem of doing this by executive order back and forth, back and yeah. forth. What you need to do is break the cycle because we don't. We're not supposed to put a trust in politicians. We're not supposed to trust in horses and chariots. Right. Yeah. We're not supposed to trust in man. What we're supposed to do is trust in God. Yeah. And what he could do is he could say, "I got your back." Yes. Little man. That's right. I got your back as a duty that I have before yeah. God. If to someone serve is you. committing a crime against you, yes, right. call the cops. That's Come right. on, preach, preach. If they're going to force you to vaccinate right. and shove fetal cells into you, right. I got your back. Against your religion, against your um, responsibility yep. to care for your family because God's made you protector of That's your right. life and health and the medical decisions of your family. Yes. And someone is break it's basically breaking and entering. Yes. Into yes. your private your privacy. Yes. Um in this state you can call the cops on those guys. Mm. Do you yeah. want to go to war? Because we um, could go I to take war. That. I, I, I like that better. I, I, I like that because what it does is also forces Governor Abbott to be more consistent. Right. Why is the TCA, TSA in your airports right now? Oh, That's a federal organization. Right. right. Why well, are they there? That's a good point because I thought you brought that up earlier, which is right now um, you just passed in the passing comment. The TSA, I think it was a, all the, a couple businesses. Who were the large companies? Southwest? Southwest. Um, um, there who was, was American? Yeah. American Airlines. So the, of, they, yeah. they have. So yeah. when he decided to make his mandate to go against the supposed federal mandate that doesn't yeah. exist, um, all the companies said, "Well, the federal mandate is more important." Right. And so we're going to follow that one. Right. And, and that was my question to Joy, basically. Right. Right. And the problem is, is that they're all federal companies. Right. Well, no, they have they have <laughs> no, all no, 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 contracts. No, no, no. Let me tell you something. Get rid of TSA. Their federal contracts and all that stuff goes away. That, so they are attached. They got hooks in them yeah. that make them yeah. a federal entity. Yeah, when, it, when you get on the airplane, they tell right. you if you are if you don't wear a mask, we are federal employees. Right. Yeah. And to treat us any type of way is like attacking a federal employee, yeah. and you'll be treated as such. Yeah. 
they ain't operating as contractors anymore. Right. They belong to the government. Right. And so one of the things that he could do is to say, we can help free you of that. You know, the other thing, yeah, and the, <laughs> he could do that for individuals. He can also do that for companies. This That's would be right. the other thing is rather than mandating it, rather than saying it's illegal for you to do what you want in your company, right. he could just say, hey, any companies in Texas – that do not want to abide by this law, you will. Got you I back. will throw mm. all the strength and and power I have in the Texas government yep. to protect your right to function um, and run your business the way you see yep. fit. Our lawyers yep. become your lawyers. Yeah, right. We will defend your right. That's right. Because it's your private property. It's your business. Who's that's talking right. like that? I mean, we're not even. Not, the sense, yeah. I, mean, I appreciate. What, well, and here's what happened though: is like Governor Abbott's kind of focus the shiny objects in front of him. Yeah. He's got his attention on this. You know, executive order that Obama never, that O'Biden, O'Biden never signed. <laughs> and he's responding to this executive order that never happened. Yep. And when he should be running this this play, he's distracted right. by actually a bigger play that he should be running. And, and this is the thing is, I don't think people realize that, I mean, again, goes back to Joy, about his, her article is, I mean, we have no one to blame but ourselves. Mm. Yeah. Fundamentally, it's the people. Mm-hmm. This That's and, mm. and we are getting the kind of government Self-government, that yeah. we want. We're getting the government that we are asking for. We're getting the government that we demand. We're acting like a press release is an executive order. Yeah. <laughs> like we, we are the cowards. We are the ones who are saying, well, what can I do? Mm. There's yeah. nothing I can do. And, and the thing is, is that this is why, go back to first segment, back to what we began with. Fundamentally, you cannot vote yourself out of this. Mm. That's right, man. Fundamentally, mm. what we are yeah. experiencing is the curses of the covenant. Mm. Yeah. Right? The, God has given us a spirit of fear. He's yeah. given us a spirit, a, a spirit of terror. We're terrified right. of of what the government might do, losing our jobs, losing our kids, and probably again to Joy's point, death. Fundamentally, yeah. And we of all people, we of all people should be the ones who are not afraid of dying. Right. To live That's is right. Christ, and to die, die is gain. gain. Right. Amen. Um, it, that, what what built this country was Christian courage. Come on now. What built this country was Christian courage. People willing to die. Yeah. Mm, people willing. Right. Husbands willing to lay their lives down, like Christ laid his life down for the church, mm. for their wife, for their children, yeah. mm. for their families, for their businesses, for their freedom. That's, mm. but, but you can't have Christian freedom if you don't have Christian courage. That's mm. right. no. Come on now. They, they, they go together. Mm. You know, one of the things I wanted to think about before we end, I want to think about if. If this is covenantal. One of the Nineveh, Nineveh got a prophet, started getting the gospel out, repentance started happening. By yeah. the time it made it up to the king, everybody, everybody was already in Even motion. The animals. Even the animals. And so dealing with self-government first, that repentance would need to take place. Yeah. As we start in our local levels, if we want kind of Governor Abbott to act a particular way, yeah. wouldn't it be great if a model happened somewhere in a church there that worked its way out to its sheriff that worked its way out to? Because yeah. if we look at those those yeah. places that we have interposition, those exemptions from pastors, I am hearing people talk about they can't get an exemption from a religious right. exemption from their right. pastors. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. From their pastors. That's why I'm so grateful for the community of Reformed Evangelical Churches, yes. what, the, what we're a member of. They put out a statement, a, a, a sample letter that can be signed by pastors. I've been writing a bunch of these exemption yeah. letters. Um, many of them are being approved. Yeah. Um, and I think this is, that's a one tiny little step of, of, the, of pastors and churches getting out and practicing interposition. Man, and that's super important because what, what that is saying is there is a government yes. that is you know, not necessarily under the government right. here, right? We're right. in league together. And right. these are me, my people that I'm governing, they will not do yeah. this. As for me and my household. They, they, we will not. And so, as for me and my church. That's right. And so that's one place that I think we need to start. The other place is I'm thinking, you know, we need a sheriff is really kind of the next place or a yeah. mayoral 
board or something. Yeah. But to local say government. a local government, let's start very locally because yeah. Abbott. County commissioners. You know, yeah. exactly. But I think that our leaders need to see us leading yeah. so that they step in right. line as they represent right. us if well. If OSHA tries to come in this county, <laughs> we will politely <laughs> escort them back out. Yes, yeah, right. absolutely. So I, I, there's kind of some areas. I'm trying to think of anything else, another area, maybe in schools. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I just I'll, I just want to remind everybody, too, an executive order is not law. That's right. When you guys go into the airports and yeah. over the intercom, they're saying, hey, you need a social distance, wear a mask. It's part of federal law. Yeah. How does law get made? Congress. Right. Well, and not the executive branch. This goes back to what Joy said, though. She, she said they've been making laws through all this bureaucracy. It's well, not really right. law. Well, because it's, it's just federal regulation. And, and it, if you remember, executive orders, they originally, the tradition behind it was originally telling an agency under the president. Under the executive branch. Under the executive branch, branch to say, hey, uh, okay, Congress voted to have you build the White House, and the executive order is telling you how to build the right, White House. Right. That's, yeah. that's all I mean, executive I, order does. I hear you. I hear you. But we all belong to Uncle Daddy now. Yeah. We all for a while. Belong, yeah. you, you know, and so for a minute. when he decides to make an executive order, it, 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 it look, they are all treating us. They're arresting you. Yeah. <laughs> they won't let you get on a plane. Yeah, right. You can't go into service. They're right. all treating it like yeah. it's law. You all saw uh, so, a- a- Amy Klobuchar a couple days ago. She wrote, just a reminder, the word filibuster is not in the U.S. Constitution. And then a bunch of people replied and said, uh, I don't think you really want to play this game. (laughs) But but seriously, right after the preamble of the Constitution, the next (laughs) sentence, I'm not even kidding you, the very first sentence of the the Constitution proper says, all, and and all means... All means all. A little bit. All. That's all all means? All (laughs) legislative power shall reside in the Congress. Yes. And here we are. That's it. That's it. You know, the other thing, last thing I'll just point out is, I mean, the gospel is at the center of this, guys. Mm-hmm. The gospel. And and I don't think we can underestimate, I mean, what we have is a bunch of people professing to be Christians who don't know Jesus. Yep. Yeah. We have churches full of unbelievers. Mm-hmm. But that's what we have. We have, a, we have churches full of, of people who, who are baptized unbelievers, yeah. who, who right. made a profession of faith and Baptist don't know, they don't know Jesus, right? <laughs> they, and, and, and we know this because that's what, I mean, you, the only way to the blessing of God is through the blood of Jesus. Mm. That's, right. That's the only way you appeal for the covenant blessings is mm-hmm. through the covenant keeper. Well, and, and one of the ways we know we have a gospel problem right now is because we're more willing to re- listen to a press release from Joe Biden than, than the, the Bible. Bible. Mm. Than the Bible. Yes, that's right. Yeah, right. God, God had a press release. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the but word. we listen to Biden. <laughs> oh my goodness! But, but when your sins are forgiven and you yep. have Christ in you, yep. you are not afraid of anything. That's anymore. right. That's you, right. You, you know you've got a job to do, and you know there's only heaven. There's only glory. Amen. It's like either we win or we win. That's right. <laughs> I mean, That's right. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. American colleges have become more hostile to the faith of young Christians than the beaches of Normandy were to the Allies. Literally. Undergraduate training wasn't always a death trap of unbelief. Once, colleges were boot camps for body, mind, and soul. Now, most college students spend their days in tax-funded adult daycares with all the intellectual rigor of lazy rivers, safe spaces, and complimentary condoms. And in our recent COVID faux-pocalypse, those daycares became prisons almost overnight. Cover your face, line up for your shot, stay in your room, 
but don't worry, the condoms were still complimentary. At New St. Andrews, you are not on vacation, you are not in daycare, and you won't be herded into a dorm. From week one, you will be treated like an adult. You are responsible for paying your own rent and developing your own grocery budget. Or going hungry. Get a shot. Or don't. Mask up. Or don't. Most of our students even work part-time jobs on top of the 40-hour class workload. It's part of the anti-fragile hustle and grind that distinguishes our graduates from the majority of their own generation and that employers and graduate schools love. Most college graduates in the U.S. are stuck paying off loans for years. New St. Andrews sets you up to graduate debt-free and dangerous, ready to pursue grad school, a family, or business opportunities in the real world without any reliance on pork subsidies from Mother America and with no weepy need for safe spaces. The real world isn't a cushy place. No one owes you success. You are entitled to exactly jack squat in this life. But rich or poor, unlike your face or your freedom, your job or your business, an education and the ability to think clearly can never be taken from you as long as you are still above ground. Not by petty tyrants or cowardly clergy, not by thoughtless mobs or lab coat megalomaniacs. At New St. Andrews College, you'll learn from teachers whose ideas equipped men and women to build Western civilization in the first place, and which will be used again to defend and rebuild what has been lost as the West has faltered into decay, losing her faith and her mind. Yes, most of our best teachers are dead. But our classical Christian liberal arts education is how we've been graduating thoughtful, articulate outlaws and leaders with spines for the last quarter century. The intellectual and theological bedrock beneath the Judeo-Christian West is what you'll study, engage with, write about and own. It is what you'll debate in class and present in public as you learn to live like forbidden fire, surrounded by the darkness of unbelief, manifesting God's truth, goodness and beauty to all who live around you. Training like this can't happen over Zoom. At New St. Andrews, we believe whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but a companion of real or virtual fools will suffer harm. Your peers shouldn't be your spiritual leaders. You should have a real flesh and blood in-person church for that. NSA is in the heart of downtown Moscow, Idaho, where you will witness men and women building Christendom on every corner. Where else are you going to be able to break bread in your professors' homes, debate great literature with them while their kids are playing, sing psalms while being arrested with them, catch turtles with them? No one comes to NSA to get lost in the crowd. You might be able to hide in a graduating class of thousands, but our classes are better measured in dozens. You will grow in this program or you will tap out. And when you finish, you'll be ready for life in whatever moments and scenes and struggles God may have prepared for you. We are training students who worship and march and study and fellowship and sing and write and start businesses and raise kids that no one can mask, cancel, or bury. We follow the King of Kings who knew the way through the mob and out of the grave. We fight to rebuild Christendom in the ruins, in our families, and in our businesses, in the cities where we live, in the countries where we go, in the congregations where we worship. Your mom may worry that Moscow, Idaho is many miles from home. She should worry more about how spiritually distant even a nearby godless campus is. After four years in a Christian community like ours, you will grow much closer to your family. Don't stay distant. Click the link today to schedule a visit to New St. Andrews College.